This is Happy Times and Places, a positive Doctor Who episode commentary with me, Toby Haydoke. Hello, I'm Daryl McLean. I'm a voice actor, impressionist, composer and clown stroke daft bugger. My favourite Doctor Who story is The Chase from 1965. Right, well... We have a Richard Martin high angle on the video. If you're listening to the podcast, you'll just have to imagine the top of my balding pate. Uh, You may just be imagining the episode, but if you're watching along, it's time to press play in three, two, one. Episode four of The Chase, which is a journey into terror. Um, I was going to go to bed if you've been watching this in order, in order, which is what I would recommend. Uh, I did the first three episodes this morning. I was going to go to bed, but it's Halloween as I record this. So I thought I'd stay up and have a spooky night in a haunted house. Uh, <laughs> I've just watched Nigel Neal's adaptation of The Woman in Black. More. Um, this is very clever from Terry Nation because you go, well, if it's just a chase, they can just keep going and he'd got an episode ending he needed to sort out he just goes oh they've they've shaved five minutes off what four minutes off what does that mean well just they just have how do they just have and they're getting closer which means that suddenly the chase is finite and it means that you can just sort of chuck in an episode ending when you want to journey into terror now i remember um getting the Discontinuity Guide, which is a very important book in my development. And it did that thing of, which I sort of hate now, but it was very refreshing then. And I don't hate the Discontinuity Guide. I just think that everyone's so keen to pick up, uh, out mistakes now. But it was it was because I think I'd seen so much Doctor Who. Um, it was actually refreshing to have, oh, you can see the back of the TARDIS there. Though that's a nice high angle shot uh, with smoky cauldrons and things. Um, it was refreshing to suddenly start looking for mistakes that they pointed out because I'd kind of done Doctor Who, you know, I'd, I'd started collecting episodes when I was, you know, 11 or 12 or something. And by now I was 19, 20. So I'd watched all the episodes a gazillion times. So to suddenly, you know, be looking for things that the writers of the discontinuity guide pointed out, though they didn't point out the wire on that bat. Um, but of course I was watching in much worse quality and so are they probably. Um, and and the reason I bring that up here is because this is an episode that has a lot of mistakes in it. Uh, but in keeping with the Abraham Lincoln, the Beatles, the Mary Celeste, you now go Universal horror films, which were, I mean, I would stay up late. I mean, on nights like this, and they would be shown, uh, you know, after midnight. I even made a scrapbook. Um, and there was something about the old black and white spooky, you know, with actors like Bela Lugosi and Boris Karloff, who you knew were dead. So it was like the past was talking to you. They were ghosts themselves. We were entertained by, you know, skeletons, as it were. Uh, I found those so scary. So, again, the idea that, you know, Terry Nation is not daft. Every episode is a headline. This is what's really scary. Dracula and Frankenstein. 
Actually, you know that Frankenstein's the name of the Doctor, not the monster. Shut up. I will. Um, <laughs> and this is... And... But you're you're doing you're mining it for the comedy, Maureen O'Brien, and that's that's actually quite right because it's it, it means it's manageable terror for the for the youngsters. Um, and oh, look at that's great! That's a really that's that's a spooky moment. Ha. Uh, but uh, one of my happiest memories of 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 of, of Doctor Who. Uh, and, and my lucky experiences um, centres around this episode, uh, which I'm I'm looking forward to doing. But they've done the very Terry Nation thing of they've split up, uh, and of course there's a photo call, isn't there, of of the Doctor with the two copyright infringing Euro Universal horrors. Well, certainly the as we'll see, the Frankenstein's monster design is. Oh, that was a nice sudden cut. It's not Frankenstein's monster. It's Universal Pictures' Frankenstein's monster. Uh, that was a nice quick cut after the uh, after the skeleton dropped in. Uh, oh, that's quite. That's actually rather creepy. Um, and and yeah, that's really nice seeing the ghost, the grey lady passing through here, and. Seeing it in sort of tarted up quality, it's 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 actually more effective than than the sort of slightly grubby video, um, because you could you know, it seemed like a genuine spook and a genuine ghost. That's and again that's quite a nice high angle uh, down into the laboratory. Uh, it's a very curious white outfit that I'm guessing it's not white that uh, Ian's got on. Frankenstein, John Maxim. And, and I think he's credited as Frankenstein, isn't he? Um, <laughs> not Frankenstein's monster. Um, but we, that's what we called him. We called him, we called him Frankenstein. Uh, and we... And the, the, just you think Frankenstein and... Doctor Who have a little bit of a chat going, everyone calls me Frankenstein, and that's the name of the creator. That's nothing, mate. Everyone calls me Doctor Who, and that's the name of the programme, not the character. You sure about that? Credited as Doctor Who. Um, what about that bit in the war machines? That hasn't happened yet. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I like the cobwebs and the, the haunted housey steps and set. <laughs> Vicky is a ring. Vicky is very cheeky. <laughs> And oh, and of course, yeah, Frankenstein is sort of uh, Dracula is dubbed because obviously it turns out that uh, he's he's a robot, isn't he? He's an he's a he's an android in a in a in an exhibition. Although that's not massively clear uh, to the extent that in the DVD commentary of this. Peter Purvis, who's moderating when they leave here, uh, and the doctor, I think the doctor goes, I think we must have been in the human mind. Um, and they're not. The doctor is wrong. The doctor leaves here without ever knowing the truth because he doesn't see the sign that says, 
you know, what is it, Festival of Ghana, um, Haunted House exhibit or whatever. It's a, it's an exhibit, it's a museum. It's not massively clear. It's, it's, it's sort of expecting the audience to pick up quite a lot from a, a sort of closing shot reveal, as I recall. We've got that to look forward to. Um, but, the, but the clues are there with, with, with you know, the, 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 the bad dubbing of Dracula is, is deliberate, I think. Uh, uh, I, I've no idea. That's another nice high shot of Jacqueline Hill. It's actually very effectively done, this. Um, and, you know, leaning against a wall that disappears. There's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of hokey old stuff that is hokey old stuff because it was used a lot because it worked and it's good for a reason. And it's actually quite nice seeing it in Doctor Who because Doctor Who doesn't do horror that much. It's certainly not sort of universal horror and certainly not at this stage in the show's history. Um but the, the the screaming grey lady, I don't, I never, I don't quite know what she says. Uh, is um, is Rosalind de Winter, who uh, was Vrestin, the leader of the Monoptera, and of course uh, helped with the choreography of the Monoptera, which leads to the legendary uh, credit on the closing titles of the Web Planet of Insect Movement. By Rosalind de Winter, which I have on a T-shirt somewhere. <laughs> and she has never been interviewed on record about Doctor Who. But I, thanks to a friend, got an address for her. And uh, she wrote me a letter. Uh, declining to be interviewed, but, but actually uh, did a couple of pages of... Of sort of memories and stuff, and is still down under, uh, and I and I've uh, I've got a photograph of her from Spotlight from the time, so I know what she looks like. Might put those in the show notes because I think it's quite nice sometimes to see what people look like who we don't actually see their face of in Doctor Who. We don't. I mean, she's we see her face in this, but it's a bit sort of under makeup, and we certainly don't know what she looks like. And <laughs> that's a nice touch. Uh, these two obviously get on, uh, and and while we miss the, we, I, I I think the sort of frosty relationship they have in the early years is is really interesting. I think it would have got a bit tiresome if it, if 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 it had always been that uh, that much of a a a, a tetchy um, dynamic between them. And I, as I've mentioned before, I I, I love the, the way that they get on and that they bounce off each other the, these four I want to be with them oh well I don't I feel like I was intruding I'm I'm happy to be a not so silent but accompaniment uh to their travels oh the Dardis has arrived yeah so um yes on the DVD commentary sorry I have to try and not get distracted Peter Purvis um, actually he says uh, you know he responds to the doctor saying oh we're in the human mind going ah I don't think that works that's you know doctor who's never done anything like that and they go no no that's a well it's because that's not what the answer is so P Peter took his cue from William Hartnell and had missed the uh, the, the sign at the end um, so it wasn't clear to them when they were when they were prepping the, the the DVD commentary of this, which suggests perhaps it's it's perhaps not clear enough. Um, 
And I think I only sort of really knew because I think there was a question in the Doctor Who quiz book saying what were Frankenstein and Dracula exhibits in or whatever, and it was the Festival of Ghana. Is it 19... Is it the 1966 Festival of Ghana? Is it 1996? We'll see. We'll see. But I... So, so I knew... Hello, the dark... Oh, we'd... And we'd... I'd, I'd, had we seen that? Had we seen that? I think we'd seen that a Dalek hanging around earlier, hadn't we? I was banging on. There is a Dalek that you can spot hanging around before the Daleks have arrived. Um, I like the fact that Frankenstein is in his bandages because then you get a bit of mummy thrown in for, for, for good measure as well. Um, John Maxim playing Frankenstein was a... I mean, Maxim, I think his real name was John Wills. I think he's I think he's credited as John Wills when he plays a Cyberman uh, in Tomb of the Cybermen. In one of the yeah one of the cyber stories, um, I think he obviously called himself Maxim sometimes because means suggests size and uh, getting parts for tall actors is is good. Uh, you know you may as well highlight it. Um, and Malcolm Rogers is playing Dracula, and he's still about. Um, I've seen him on stage. I saw him in The Crucible uh, uh, at Regent's Park Open Air Theatre. I say recently. Uh, it was probably about ten years ago. Um, but he's also one of the policemen in... Oh, she was waiting for a cue there, wasn't she? This... <laughs> this... Uh, yeah, I watched this with... Um, sorry, I'll finish the Malcolm Rogers point. He's one of the policemen in the Feast of Stephen episode of the Daleks Master Plan. Um, I watched this on stage with uh, Maureen O'Brien. Uh, and... Um, or, the, or maybe it was a bit earlier when... Uh, when she was being spooked with Barbara. And um, she found it so funny... For somebody that had a reputation for not liking Doctor Who, it's not at all. And she was so gracious. And so she's, um, she's just, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Frankenstein picking up and smashing a Dalek. Uh, the Grey Lady saying some old thing. Uh, and that's actually really spooky. Uh, the, the sort of ghost uh, turning to negative and laughing and not dying that's actually this is much creepier than i'd remembered um maybe it's because i've just watched the woman in black and it's halloween um but i'd remembered this being an absolute disaster and actually i think it's i think it's pretty neat um and it separated the tardis crew including from vicky maureen o'brien who i watched this with on stage at the 50th anniversary thing at the excel arena and she got the giggles and found it so funny. And and there was something about the atmosphere of the day. And I I couldn't stop laughing. Um, and my friend Michael McManus was there. And he realised this was quite a special moment because it was genuinely very funny. Festival of Ghana 1996. Cancelled by Peking. There's a whole story in that. Frankenstein's House of Horrors. It's a... It's a it's a ghost train. It's a, a, a you know, a, 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 not an exhibition, but a fun fair, a fun fair ghost train type of thing. But I think you that that leaves the audience to fill in quite a lot of blanks there. And also, why was the Festival of Ghana 
cancelled because of Peking. Interesting. Uh, there's all, all sorts of worldwide politics possible there. Um, but it's one of my favourite times of you know, all my lucky things that I've got to do as being a, a you know, um, ubiquitous bore on various Doctor Who projects. I'm sorry about that, everybody. Um, and, and getting to interview Maureen was 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 how killingly funny she found that and how infectious that was. And my friend Michael McManus, bless him, realised that I really ought to have a photo of that. And he took a couple of photos of, of that moment. And I, I, I treasure them because I, it, it makes me smile to think of it. <laughs> it's... Is this the bit with the thick Dalek? Oh, no, it's not. I, I mustn't. I hope I haven't missed the thick Dalek because that's something worth a bit of a conversation. Um, oh, of course. <laughs> now then, um... This is the robot Doctor Who in distance. Now, which, seeing as we've just had um, an android Dracula who's badly dubbed, it, it seems to be tempting fate to then have somebody else playing an android who, who of, of Doctor Who who is uh, badly dubbed, not for any reason other than that they've actually just really badly dubbed him. Um, these Daleks look great, though, don't they? Um, oh, so no, it's not the... They'll reveal the robot doctor later. So something else happens that I've completely forgotten about um, in this story. Because what happens between now and the end of the episode, which is the reveal of the robot doctor, I cannot for the life of me recall it's been a long day you joined me at the very beginning of it when i couldn't sleep this morning uh, and now it's the very end of it and i was going to go to bed but this is my halloween treat <laughs> uh, and there she is there's vicky with her hair in bunches being curious and pesky and and terrific uh she's uh she's a really good actress maureen o'brien as her subsequent career uh demonstrates she's also written books um and it's interesting they sort of went for a, you know they, they, they she's a different character from susan but they went for a similar age bracket to uh to replace her whether they don't replace ian and barbara with uh a, a man and a woman I, I do think four regulars is is quite a lot to manage um and i and i think that one male, one female. That's really creepy, actually. Um, a sort of shadow, a ghost of the Doctor, uh, you know, forming in that uh, in that booth. This is, although there's been some, you know, comedy larks, especially at the beginning when uh, Vicky and Barbara were doing their sort of scared bit. This, this is this is much more serious and slightly creepier than I imagined, uh, than I'd remembered. And I've certainly enjoyed this much more than I thought I had. This proves how valuable to me, if not to you, 
This process has been to be watching this in a frame of mind where I'm set to enjoy it. Uh, has been really valuable because I've, I've emerged with a greater respect for the chase than, than I've, I've ever had before. Um, I like that... Uh, I, I, I like that bit of a, a, a tenseness, having, having said how nice it was that they, they weren't tense anymore and that they had a really nice relationship. I like that, uh, that, that bit of an argument between the two men. Uh, because you know, they weren't actually getting at each other, but the, it's because tension is high. Oh, quite right, Ian. TARDIS seems very big, doesn't it? No, you don't. You don't. Come on. You've definitely got to go and get Vicky. Oh yeah, and so so it's big, although it's a series of 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 episode, you know, of of sort of individual settings. There is there is a momentum, um, you know, we're we're heading to a climax. Is is this the bit with the thick Dalek? Yeah. Who decided the, the thing to do with these creatures that terrify uh, a generation of children is to have them coughing as they come out of the sand and then want to go, uh, it time, um, four minutes. We've, we've never, I don't think we've ever had before or since a thick Dalek. And I think they probably learnt from their mistakes with that one. But... <laughs> yeah. Um but I suppose they're trying things out and learning what works and what doesn't. <laughs> I think I could have told them that for free. Um here's the robot Doctor Who, played by Edmund Warwick, who had stood in at the last minute for Hartnell uh, at the end of uh, uh, uh in the middle of Dalek Evasion of Earth when he hurt himself. Uh and I remember uh, 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 Edmund Warwick's local paper he was in a nursing home or something found him uh, or, or did an interview with him and he said I played Doctor Who you know and so there was a lovely interview with Edmund Warwick who uh, was called Edmund so I think we assumed I assumed he was dead because it was a very old man's name that um, I remember being thrilled when my friends phoned me and said, and said oh yes in a local paper they've done an interview with, with Edmund Warwick so uh, he was oh and he's in the Keys of Marinus of course as the scientist uh darius who gets uh, attacked by his own by, by the junk by the jungle um and again so you've had dracula and frankenstein and the beatles and this is like partridge in a pear tree and the mary celeste and uh, it's like one of those games where they show you a tray full of things and you have to recall them all but all these set pieces and now they go oh, what can we how can we beat dracula and frankenstein let's have the doctor have to fight the doctor and again i think i remember it was in the doctor who quiz book it said what 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 story did these episode titles come from uh and of course it says next episode the death of doctor who you go that 
that's you know that promises the the death of Doctor Who and of course he's set it up that it's nice because it's strictly we will have the death of Doctor Who it just will be the robot double of Doctor Who but I've seen I've seen death used as a threat in more recent episodes where it's 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 much more metaphorical than that Rose Tyler this is the story of my death well not really my death I was put on a list um but I mean the you know, yeah, having the robot doctor in long shot played by somebody else and then in close-up played by William Hartnell um, sort of makes sense, were it not for the fact it's not in that long shot. Uh, I suppose we have to make allowances for the fact that this is much better quality than people would have watched it in at the time. Uh, although my friend Peter actually refutes that. Because that's the thing that Peter Purvis also says. And Peter goes, well, no, actually... My friend says, no, it would, uh, it would still would have been pretty good quality. Um, but anyway, yeah, the robot Doctor Who I'm looking forward to seeing uh, in the next episode because if I remember this episode being a mess, I certainly remember the next episode being a mess. So that will be quite interesting. But yeah, I found that thoroughly rewarding. Uh, uh, I, the haunted house is a, is a spooky thing. Uh, Dracula and Frankenstein are... Uh, spooky creation so i i think i think the idea of getting those iconic universal horror things which were scary i mean they were obviously scary in the 30s but they were scary to me as a kid in the 80s so i think they still retained their power so they certainly will have done in the 60s and to put them in the doctor who scenario was a very canny thing to do it's a shorthand for really really scary so i think putting universal horrors in an episode of Doctor Who is my thing from episode four of The Chase. What is Daryl's? Daryl has chosen uh, his thing, which is... Num number D, D, is that The Chase is like a toy box. Uh, at this point in history, more so than any other point, Doctor Who was a game played in playgrounds by children and at home with Dalek toys and they were mis mixing the Dalek toys up with our other toys uh, and this story really reflects that you get um, the haunted house I already mentioned which it's like a child playing with the different toys they're putting a Dalek in in one playset or they're getting a teddy bear and this story more like anything else I know the Stephen Moffat era to really try to replicate what it was like for how a child would think about Doctor Who but nothing is a patch on the chase and how it does that and there's something about Doctor Who and kind of indoor games, which it has a strange combination of anyway. There's the, I'm thinking about the floor in Death of the Daleks and the identical floor in The Five Doctors. And of course, The Five Doctors is, is about playing with kind of figures. And there's things like the Celestial Toymaker and uh, the Doll's House in Night Terrors as well. But somehow in, it, Doctor Who feels like an indoor game to me sometimes. And The Chase has that about it as well. It's the most indoor gamey Doctor Who. You know, you can imagine children every week the chase was on playing each episode and one week they'd play Dracula and one week they'd play Morton Dill. <laughs> I would love to see if anyone has any reminiscences of cosplaying Morton Dill in 1965, please let me know. And that's another reason I think the chase is brilliant. It's just a child's eye view of Doctor Who and it really goes for it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Cosplayers. Break out your Morton Dill. 
I mean, there's been stranger cosplay. There's a there's a fellow, there's a couple of guys who've cosplayed as me from uh, the Doctor Who cookbook documentary. Uh, I'm hoping I'm. Uh, this was my granddad's uh, um, dressing gown. Perhaps perhaps that'll be next. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I was kind of close there. Do I do I allow myself a point for? Because I, in in saying about you know the 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 universal horrors and the choice of them and what they achieve, I think honors are even with that one. Um, it's it's a good job the uh, rules of this are entirely unclear and there's no prize or, or penalty for anybody involved. Um, I just I'll just arbitrarily say you know um, he's four minutes closer. Oh no, that's dangerous. Um, I, th- I think, as my commentary for this episode has proved, I'm rather tired. So that's going to be my end for now and my end of the chase, which I'm not going to have done in one day. So uh, I will do episodes in five, five and six in a different outfit and a different climb. Um, uh, but I've got through Halloween in the House of Horrors with Doctor Who, and I hope you have too. Um, join me again for episode five, when uh, you will be, uh, I will be joined on the sofa by somebody who looks nothing like me, but who I've badly dubbed on afterwards. <laughs> uh, it'll be the death of, it'll be the death of Toby Haydoke. Uh, next time on Happy Times and Places. Cheerio. Thank you so much for listening to Happy Times and Places which is presented by me, Toby Haydock. My special guest is Daryl McLean. Follow him on Twitter at MacMACLockdown. My thanks to this episode's featured patrons who are Ruben Herfindahl, Rob Leonard, Stephen Moffat, Richard Straw, Jessica Jones, Mark Aldridge, Sebastian April, Tilt Ariza, ARCH Presents CIC, Simon Ash, Martin Bellum, James Blackett, Robin Bland, Kyle Bores, Hugh Buchtman, Anthony Carroll, Anthony Carroll, that wasn't an echo, Susan Christian, Steve Churchill, Paul Colnaghi, Peter Crocker, Sarah Crotzer, Dave Curran, Michael Dennis, Tim Dickinson, Pete Dylan Trenchard and Paul Dykes. The music is by Dave Gates. You can support these podcasts by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Toby where you get exclusive and early releases, or you can do a one-off contribution at ko-fi.com forward slash Toby No obligation, of course, and it's very nice that you're here, but you want to do something that costs nothing at all, please rate five stars and review these podcasts wherever you get them from. Thank you so much. Join me on Tuesday night at twitch.tv forward slash malarkey for my weekly 8pm comedy show with four stand-up comedian guests from around the world. It's a bit swearier and less Doctor Who-y than this stuff, but it's another string to my bow. And check out www.tobyhaydoke.com for more information and news. (laughs) 